Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. I'm Dino, a Slovenian journalist working at Euronet Plus, a radio network bringing you this podcast. Today's topic, digitalization. Today's guest, Dejan Celaj, a Harvard student from Albania who briefly lived in the UK as well. He created Academy.al, a digital platform used in Albanian public schools. Dejan, tell us more about yourself, please. Sure, uh, my name is Dejan Celaj. I'm originally from Albania, but I moved to the United Kingdom at a young age. I uh, studied for my, my high school there and then my bachelor's degree at University College London. After my bachelor's degree, I worked uh, for a year at Accenture. I, I had a consulting role, but uh, didn't really like the corporate life, felt it wasn't for me. So I left uh, London to come back home to Albania to launch my own startup, uh, Academy.ai. ALL, which stands for, for Albania. So basically, it's an e-learning platform. It is now used by over 91% of the students in the country. We have 500,000 students and teachers, and we've created more than 25 video lessons in Albanian language. So, uh, of course, during the pandemic, uh, this became very beneficial for the government because uh, no one could go to school. So we became the official learning platform for several countries, uh, of course, including Albania. And yeah, so after the pandemic, I got a full scholarship from Harvard University. I completed my master's there. And now I just launched my new startup called GoTeacher, which is another e-learning platform. Uh, I co-founded it with my Harvard professor and we're now launching in Boston. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Thanks, but of course, we'll get to know you a bit better through this interview today as well. You've lived in Albania, the UK and the USA now. How do you find the level of digitalization in Albania when you compare it to other countries? Yeah, so Albania has surprisingly a very good penetration of internet, mostly through mobile devices. The problem I see is the fact that, especially if we're talking education, the problem that Albania has, and maybe like countries in the region, is that we're usually like a closed market which means that instead of, uh, let me give you an example, for example, schools in Albania, they rarely get their own budgets. The budget is controlled like centrally, you know, like, so this means that you can't really go to a school and work with them. You must go to the ministry or to like some sort of other centralized institution to get the contract. One of the topics that split up some parts of the society was 5G, the fifth generation mobile network, a new global wireless standard after 1G, 2G, 3G and 4G networks. Do you have an opinion on 5G? I'm not sure of the 5G in Albania because uh, I, I just graduated from Harvard, so I've been spending the last year in America. I, I, don't, I, I don't really know if we have 5G yet, probably. Uh, so I can't really comment on this. I haven't been in the country for, for a long time and I, I don't know about like advancements. But in general, of course, uh, mm, yeah, I can't really comment. I don't see it playing like a significant role. For example, in my platform, we're working a lot now to move our content more to like offline news because to reach people in villages which don't have internet. So I, I can't really say that 5G has supported us 
or like education, the education space in Albania. Let's jump from my hometown Ljubljana in Slovenia to Romania. Today's comment was sent to us by Luana Plesea, a journalist at Radio Romania Cultural, a member of the Euronet Plus network. When uh, talking about young people and uh, digitalization, it is necessary to have in mind that there are young people accessing the internet whenever and wherever they want and need. And also there are a lot of young people, especially from poor families, with limited or with no access to the internet. At least this happens in Romania. And it was very clear during the pandemic. The online school was a big step toward the digitization of education. But still there is a big gap between children and young people living in a digitized world and those whose parents gave them their own mobile phone to participate to lessons during the pandemic. Young people with access to the digital world and gadgets rather adapt to this world on their own, without help or with very little support from school and from their parents. The problems consist in isolation, inability to communicate face-to-face, superficiality, anxiety, depression. And Slovenia is once again connected with Albania and Dan. As always, let's get to know our interviewee a little better. We do this every time. The following questions can be quite tough for some. What's your favorite memory, Dan? My favorite memory? Mm. Well, when I'm, when I'm, I'm the most happy when I'm traveling. So uh, basically I would like traveling and like, yeah, traveling uh, is, is what makes me happy. And I have like very good memories of, of traveling. And what's your biggest fear? Um, my worst fear is my worst fear is basically like something bad happening to my family. That's like the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. What's your biggest wish? Well, my biggest wish right now is uh, to have like success in this startup, uh, this new startup. Uh, we have like some key months ahead as we're launching our MVP, which is basically our minimum viable product. Uh, I hope everything goes well and we reach similar success to to like to, to what we achieved in Albania. From Albania we're moving on to Germany for our regular section The Voice of Gen Z in which we present voices from all around Europe. We asked Alina what she thinks digital Europe should look like. One point that I find extremely important is the transformation of teaching at school. Every time my little sister tells me what they have to do in school, I think to myself, wow, I had to read the same boring book back then, and I find that very problematic. In the future, I would like to see every school have a subject called digitalization, so that the students are always brought up to date. Dan, we've met in Tirana, Albania this year at the EUSAR annual forum. Let me explain what EUSAR is to our listeners first. It's one of the four EU macro-regional strategies. It is active in the Adriatic Ionian region. 
We can find the other ones in the Alpine, Danube and Baltic Sea regions. These strategies emphasize greater coordination between different stakeholders and the alignment of resources and strategies in order to address common challenges in defined geographical areas. Dan, how important do you find these EU initiatives, which enable exchanges of views and knowledge between people and neighboring countries? So, of course, it's important to to have strategies and to have this like sharing of knowledge, especially when uh, people from abroad come to Albania, they learn from Albania and we learn from people coming from abroad. Uh, of course, it's important. And have any EU funds helped you create the digital learning platform you made? Yeah, actually, we were part of the EU for Innovation project um, in Albania. It was part of the Swedish embassy and some other key partners. The product we the project we did there there was like turning basically our platform, which is mainly a platform where we create the content, and you can go in and watch videos, for example, on physics or on maths. We created a marketplace, which basically means if someone is like very good at programming or design they can come to our platform and sell their own courses. So uh, this is my experience with EU funding. Uh, this sort of, it, it became very accessible. So EU for innovation was very easy for us to apply to, whereas in general, from what I've heard, EU funding requires a lot of sort of applications and like very long like proposals, which might not be the best thing for like a small startup, which doesn't know like what to do, where to apply. Whereas projects like EU for Innovation or like EU for Schools, which are like very smaller, much smaller, targeted and like promoted for startups, they're much more accessible and easy to apply. Dan, you've been involved in the processes of digitalization for a while now. Do you have any advice for the younger generation living in this digitalized world? Well, yeah. Um, like my my parents are also like we I have a young brother and they're always telling me like oh he shouldn't be spending so much time on the computer uh, but I think this philosophy is more like uh, you know like Balkans Western Balkans uh, because in America you have many success stories of kids on their computers like doing a lot of cool things like learning programming at a very young age or like becoming very famous like YouTubers or like so. I don't know like how much time students should be spending on their computers. Like there is a lot of success stories for young people like doing very well. And there is a lot of bad stories of young people getting addicted and not doing their homework. So um, that's one thing. One advice I would sort of give, of course, it's very hard to give young people advice. Uh, they don't really listen, but <laughs> um I would I would say maybe like not focusing so much on like uh, things that other people are saying on their internet. For example, like information is very easy nowadays. You can go to YouTube and like uh, hear like a famous YouTuber giving you advice or like how you should live your life. So young people like my brother, for example, he watches YouTube all day, and these YouTubers usually tell him like how to live your life or like what 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 should be done. And then he doesn't do his own research. It's much better to go to the internet and be curious and like learn, uh, learn things or ask questions to Google rather than going to YouTube and hearing someone telling you what to think. You should do your own research, have your own opinions and like don't really listen to everything on the internet. People have their own sort of ideas, agendas, 
people should like, develop their own ideas and do their own research. So that's one advice. Thank you, Dan. And thanks everybody for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because Europe is us. Lisboa, Bruxelles, Paris, Warsaw.